Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of the Permission to Love podcast. I'm your host, Jerry Henderson, and I'm grateful that you're here today. And just a reminder, if you've not yet had a chance to subscribe or to follow this podcast, please take a moment and do that. You know, we're working to build a community where self-love is normalized and where people are learning how to heal their relationship with themselves. And so thank you. Thank you for taking the time to follow and to subscribe. I want to start today's episode with a quote by Charles Horton Cooley, who said this, I am not who you think I am. I am not who I think I am, but I am who I think you think I am. I think that sums up our topic today about being overly concerned or being controlled by the opinions of other people. So I think this topic is more relevant than ever, especially with social media and people's ability to share their opinion, not only about life and politics, but about you. (laughs) People are sharing their opinion about everything that people do, and it often becomes very ugly and very harmful. And so how do we get free from allowing people's opinions to control us? Now, you might have noticed that I haven't said, how do we totally get free from people's opinions? Because I don't know if that's realistic. I don't know if that's ultimately a goal that we want to get to because we are wired to care about people's opinions. It's evolutionary. It was survival and is survival. It's just a part of who we are. So the challenge isn't about caring about people's opinions. It's about when people's opinions control us or we're obsessing with it, and it's leading to all kinds of other challenges in our lives. I mean, think about it. When you go on a date, you definitely care about the other person's opinion. If you don't, there's probably not going to be a second date. If you're going on a job interview, you care about the interviewer's opinion. And so there's a real healthy side of caring about people's opinions. The challenge is when we get so concerned about it, thoughts obsess about it, our personalities change as a result of it, and we live our lives controlled by what other people think about us. Now, there are some people who will tell you, and people have told me this before, that they don't care about other people's opinions. Well, that might be the case for them, and if so, good for them. But I think for most people who make that statement that I don't care about the opinions of other people, what they're actually saying is, I want your opinion of me to be that I don't care about your opinion. And so it's actually a defense mechanism. And most of the time, people who are saying that or wired in that direction deeply care about the opinions of other people. And they have found that as their coping mechanism to shed it off or to throw it off or to act like they don't care. And it becomes more of an aggressive approach to pushing people away. But the whole time, it really is a compensation for a deep care and concern about the opinions of others. It probably got them hurt at one time. And so now they're using this as a shield or as an armor. So don't let anybody fool you into thinking that there's something wrong with you because you actually care about people's opinions. That's normal. We just want to make sure that it stays in a healthy zone for us and whatever that healthy zone is for you. So today we're going to get into that. We're also going to talk a little bit about how trauma uh, has actually heightened that sense of other people's opinions in our life. And then we'll also talk about some practices and some ways that we can begin to heal in that space. So let's talk about the impact of trauma and shame and other painful life experiences in heightening our concern about other people's opinions. You know, as you're in survival mode in a traumatic situation or a painful or abusive situation, 
you're definitely becoming more and more concerned about people's opinions of your behavior, your responses. You're definitely trying to get into mind reading. And that attempt to mind read then becomes something that we do in our interactions with other people and being concerned about their opinions of us. And another thing that trauma does is it makes you think that your opinion doesn't matter. And so you're constantly trying to seek the opinions of other people. You feel unimportant. You feel like your voice is not heard. And so your opinion doesn't have any value. So you begin to think that your opinion doesn't matter. So you're constantly defaulting or looking for the opinions of other people. And finally, one of the things that trauma can do to you is teach you to not trust yourself. So how can you trust your opinion of yourself or your opinion of certain things in life? And so that lack of trust and that lack of value of your opinion causes you to seek out the opinions of other people and to place their opinion as more important than your own opinion. And so it's natural that you would be trying to mind read. You would be trying to figure out what other people's opinions of you are because that kept you safe at one point. And it is natural that you would default to other people's opinions and you wouldn't trust your opinion about something. And so you're constantly seeking the opinions of other people because that's what trauma taught you that you needed to do in order to survive. So let me ask you if this at all uh, is relatable to you. You're probably a person who's been told that you have a high sense of EQ or emotional intelligence. You're able to really adapt to the room, read the room. Uh, you're probably a little bit more inside of your head when you're interacting with somebody because you're trying to read them. You're trying to figure out how they're responding. What is their opinion of you? And you're making these little micro adjustments all the way through the conversation. And you're coming to a point where you're not even enjoying the interactions anymore <laughs> when you leave interaction you're exhausted. You're exhausted from the work that it's taken you to just try to read the room, read the people so that you feel safe, so that you feel like you've got a good opinion from other people about who you are. And you might be conforming uh, who you are, your personality, to different people or different interactions within the room that it's exhausting and it's creating even a confusion in yourself about who you are. Back to the quote that I'm not who I think I am or who you think I am. I am who I think that you think I am. And so as a result of that, I'm going to keep adjusting who I am in order to get your approval and in order for you to have a good opinion of me. Well, as you know, that's unsustainable. It was definitely unsustainable for me. I was so concerned about the opinions of other people that I was living my life in a way that was unsustainable. I couldn't maintain it any longer. I was bolting on whatever I needed to be in order to be the person who could win the favorable opinions of other people. Now, I still struggle with that. That's not something that has totally gone away from me. But what I've done now is learn to have a little bit more of a healthy relationship with it and not see it as something I'm just trying to shove out of my life. I've actually built a relationship with a lot of those parts of myself uh, in a way that allows them to be with me and be in a space with me at times uh, and not try to run them off, just observe them, ask them, inquire of them why they're there, what they want. And that's a whole different energy than trying to crush it down and, and shoo it away. I just find that that never works. What I find does work is the simple awareness of it, 
aware of how it's trying to serve me, and then just being with it, and then allowing my authentic self to try to show up more and more in those situations. So let's go ahead and talk about some of the negative impacts that being overly concerned about people's opinions is having on us. Well, number one, as I just talked about, we become characters. We become characters to fit whatever scene that we're in, and that becomes exhausting and it's unsustainable. Number two, it's really tough for us to make decisions because we're constantly trying to get other people's opinions or other people to weigh in. Or when we've landed on a decision, we get in our heads and we start to think about like, well, what is this person going to think about that decision or that person? But if I make this decision, this person will be happy, but this other person will be unhappy. Listen, you're never going to make decisions in your life where everybody's going to be happy all of the time. You are going to upset some people in life. And I know that upsetting people doesn't feel safe to you. It didn't feel safe to me because when I upset people, I wasn't safe. And so now we're going to learn how to upset people, how to make decisions, and still feel safe in doing that. You're worthy of that. You're worthy to live a life where you can make decisions, disappoint people, and still feel safe. The third impact is that leads to anxiety and it leads to depression because you're in your head thinking about who you might have upset and what were they thinking about you. And so your head's cycling out all of the time. and You have all of these uh, noises and chattering going on in your head about the opinions of other people and you're not able to rest. I mean, I know for me, I would sit at the end of the day as I'm trying to fall asleep recapping where I probably blew it and what this person thought about me and how I could have done this better and why did that person give me that look and does that person really think that about me or were they just joking? I mean, it's this whole narrative, right? And that is actually a huge contributor to anxiety, which then leads to depression because you're constantly trying to please the world, get everybody to like you, and you're probably feeling like you're failing with everybody. No wonder that would lead to depression. The fourth thing that starts to happen is isolation. We start to withdraw ourselves from people, from places, because it's so exhausting to try to keep up the opinion game. And we just begin to feel like it's a losing game. And so why even show up? Why even go to the thing? And we begin to stay home. We begin to avoid relationships. And we start to cycle into isolation because it's a lot easier to be alone by ourselves and try to win the opinions of other people. Now, the problem is, is that the person you're alone with probably doesn't have a real good opinion of you at this point either. And so you're beating yourself up and your opinion of yourself is negative. We've talked about that in other episodes. And so you're spiraling down even when you're alone into a negative opinion of yourself. And that's one of the key things that needs to be healed. And we'll talk about that here in a little bit. And finally, another thing we'll talk about that uh, this over-concern about other people's opinions is doing to us It's causing us to play small. We're not taking risks. We're not putting ourselves out there. We're not doing some of the things that are in our heart because we're concerned that other people might be judging us or concerned that people might think that we're stupid or who do they think there are? Man, why would they do something like that? All of that is keeping us from showing up as the authentic version of ourselves. We're allowing other people's opinions to constrain us, to hold us back, to isolate us and to cage us. And I want to remind you that the opinions of other people are not your identity. 
I know that it's felt like that at times. I know that we've lived that way at times, that people, you know, so formed us in childhood through, you know, abusive words and abusive opinions and abusive ways of treating us, that that became our identity. That that voice uh, became who we are and what we believed about ourselves. But the reality is those were not truths about you. Those opinions of you were their opinions of themselves. And they were simply projecting that opinion on you and making you feel like that was you because that's how they felt about themselves. Remember, other people's opinions of you does not have to become your identity. It doesn't have to define you. So with all of that in mind, Let's go ahead and talk about some tips or some things that we can do to help overcome uh, this over-dependency or this overvalue on other people's opinions of ourselves. And the first one is what we talked about just a few seconds ago, which is healing our opinion of ourselves. When I have a negative opinion of myself, I'm so much more likely to seek out the opinions of other people to compensate for the negative opinion that I have of myself. And that's one of the reasons why I talk so much about self-love, self-acceptance, and self-approval is because when we begin to fill that bucket in our own lives, we're a lot less likely to be dependent upon it from other people. And so it might be that your desperate attempt and your constant attempt to get other people to like you or to be so concerned about the opinions of other people is because of the negative opinion you have of yourself. And as you begin to heal that, your dependency on other people's opinions to find self-worth will start to lessen. And if it serves you, I've got other episodes in this podcast that talk specifically about that, healing our relationship with ourselves and learning to accept ourselves. Now, the second thing is the realization that most people aren't thinking about you as much as you think they're thinking about you. There's a great quote that talks about, I was concerned about what people were thinking about me until I realized that they weren't thinking about me. You know, we think that everybody's thinking about us because we're in here thinking about them and what their opinion of us is. The reality is most people aren't thinking about you. They've had a conversation with you. They've walked away. Whatever that opinion is that they've developed usually gets forgotten with the next interruption. But yet we're still over in the corner or walking away uh, wondering, like, how did I come across? What are they thinking about me? 99% of the time, they don't think anything negatively about you. There was some great research done by a professor at Wharton around what they called the overblown implications effect. The bottom line findings around the research is that most people exaggerate or overblow what they think other people are thinking about them or the significance of their behavior in the eyes of other people. Most of us overblow what we think people are thinking about us. We think that they're thinking about us more than they are. They're simply not. I hate to break it to you. We're all not that important to other people. Most people have their life. They have their things. They have their concerns and they've moved on to it. So the practice of letting that go is really important. The practice of coming back to ourselves and realizing that they're not thinking about us is really important. Now, I realize and I want to affirm once again that, yes, trauma made us think that people are constantly thinking about us or that we constantly needed to be aware of and over-project and over-exaggerate what people were thinking about us as a survival mechanism. But the reality is most people are not. 
Now, the third thing that was helpful for me is to let go, to let go of the expectations that I needed to do everything perfectly. And if I didn't, people would form a negative opinion of me. And then the other letting go was I needed to let go of certain relationships that no matter what I did, they would have a negative opinion of me. There might be certain relationships that when you're with them, there's always a sense of judgment. There's always a critical spirit that is there. And so in that situation, it might be healthy for you to consider moving on from that relationship. Only you can know that. But if it is a constant barrage of negativity and a bad opinion of you is constantly being presented, it's not a healthy relationship, and so it's one that probably uh, needs to be examined as to whether or not it's good to stay in your life. The fifth thing is around practicing vulnerability. Being able to be vulnerable was a really important part of my healing journey because it allowed two things for me. One, it allowed me to share and take a risk to say something that might change a person's opinion of me and then be met with empathy. Now, it's important that we choose the right people to do this with, but when you're able to find a trusted person and be vulnerable, be met with empathy, and it doesn't change their opinion of you, that's very healing. And the second thing it did for me was it helped me to realize that the story that I had in my head about what most people would think about me or perceive me as probably wasn't true. If it wasn't true in this situation, it's likely not true in other situations. And then I needed to drop that story. And so it built more confidence for me to begin to let go of that concern about what other people were thinking, because I was realizing that they're not thinking the way that I think they're thinking. And so that allowed me to do some self-reflection and to realize that most people's thinking or most people's opinion wasn't as bad as I thought it was. Now, the other thing you can do, the sixth thing you can do is begin to practice getting people's opinions in a healthy way. You see, a lot of our hang up with opinions and being concerned about people's opinions is usually from the wrong people about the wrong things. We're concerned about the people that we don't think like us or the people who don't really love us. We're trying to bend ourselves and, and trying to meet their expectations to get a positive opinion. But the reality is, those aren't the people that usually really matter in our life. And the other thing is we're usually concerned about opinions of things that aren't going to matter. I mean, ask yourself the question, right? Is this going to matter uh, a day from now, a week from now, a month from now, six months from now? And if it's not, it probably really doesn't matter right now. We're just acutely wired to think that everything matters. We're acutely wired to think that every move we make and everything we do has these massive consequences. When the reality is most of it just doesn't matter. And we're so angst up in the opinions of other people that usually aren't the most important people in our lives and around the things that really aren't the most important things in our lives. And so being able to realize that and then make an adjustment and say, who are the people that matter in my life? And can I go to them to get their opinion about things that really do matter? So what this is doing for us is it's reframing the opinions of other people. And it's reframing how we feel about the opinions of other people. Listen, 
I don't think that there's any bravery in simply discarding the opinions of other people and acting like we don't care. I think there is real bravery and real courage in showing up to the right people with the right questions and getting their opinion about the things that really, truly matter to us. That's really brave because you're taking a huge risk to get the opinion of people who actually matter to you. So a healthy exercise is to go to people that we trust and we love and ask their opinion about something that actually matters to us and then listen and absorb it. And so that practice is really important because what it's actually going to begin to do is lead us into this last point that is allowing us to build resilience. And when I say resilience, I'm not talking about this um, sense that we, we hear sometimes you just need to get tougher skin, you just need to, to grow up and stop being so sensitive or whatever. Now listen, man, I want to be sensitive. I don't want a hardened heart. I don't want to push people away. And I want to be who I am, which is a person who has tenderness and sensitivity and yes, gets affected by the opinions of other people. And that's okay. That's a lot of who I am. That's a lot of what my story and journey is. And so what I don't want to do is equate resilience with this like thick skin hardness. That's not what I'm talking about, nor is it what I think we should be looking for. What I'm talking about when I say resilience is the ability to bounce back, the ability to recover in a healthy way. So getting the opinions of people in a loving way, in a healthy way, is once again allowing us to absorb people's opinions that matter about things that matter. And it's building a muscle towards healthy opinions because your system is now getting used to getting the right type of opinions, absorbing them, processing them, and still feeling safe afterwards. Now, as you're processing all of that and looking at all of that, I know that sometimes our systems are still wired uh, to be overly concerned about people's opinions. And what we're having to do is that rewiring work. So I want to give you an exercise that can help with that. So when you find yourself obsessing or getting overly concerned or spiraling into uh, the opinions of other people and being overly concerned about what they think of you and responding in ways that's trying to win their approval and you're adjusting who you are constantly so that you can get a favorable opinion uh, from them about you or so that you can feel like, I think that'd be a more accurate way to say it, so that you can feel like they have a better opinion of you. I want you to just stop for a moment. I want you to take a pause, take a mindful breath in, hold it, and then slowly let it out. And then I want you to take another breath in. As you're taking that breath in, I want you to take that healing energy in and say the words, I love myself, I accept myself, and I approve of myself. What you're doing in that moment is you're shifting your attention away from their opinion to what you want your opinion and your truth to be about yourself. So taking that breath in, I love myself, I accept myself, I approve of myself. And then as you let that breath out, begin to say the words, other people's opinions do not define me and they do not determine my worth. Take another breath in, I love myself, I accept myself, I approve of myself. So you're breathing in what you want and then you're breathing out the truth that other people's opinions do not define me, other people's opinions do not determine my worth. And if you can, do that breath three, four, five times until you begin to feel it. 
You begin to feel in your system the sense of approval that your opinion of yourself is beginning to overcome that other opinion that you've become so obsessive about in that moment. So what we're doing is we're beginning to connect multiple parts of our system in that moment. We're combining our words, our thoughts, our feelings, and our bodies as we begin to breathe that in and breathe that out. So we're feeling it in our bodies, we're feeling it in our emotions, we're thinking it and we're saying it, and it's combining all of this energy that's really beginning to release that negative energy and take in that life-giving energy, which is beginning to train you that when those moments come, you begin to default towards what you want instead of staying stuck and what you don't want. Well, thank you for joining to today's episode. I hope this content has served you. I hope that practice will serve you. And if it does, feel free to reach out to me on Instagram. I'm at Jerry A. Henderson. That's my handle on Instagram. Or you can send me an email at jerry at jerryhenderson.org. And if you haven't had a chance yet to sign up for my newsletter, uh, take a moment and do that as well. You can find a way to sign up here in the show notes in this episode, or you can go to jerryhenderson.org forward slash newsletter and sign up right there. And finally, I want to close with this quote from Steve Jobs that says, Your time is limited. Don't waste it living somebody else's life. This is your reminder that the only approval you truly need is your own. What small steps can you take today towards embracing your authentic self? I think that's a great quote, and I love the reminder that we have a short time, and why do we live so much of it controlled by the opinions of other people? Thank you for your time. Thank you for being here. And remember, as always, that you are worthy of your own love.